Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, we got some big news here on today's show. But first, it's that time at the beginning of the month when we lose a whole bunch of Patreon subscribers to declines and cancellations. So your support right now is super important to make up for all of that. So if you're into it, I urge you to go to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com, sign up for our $10 a month level, and get both the Shadow Docket bonus show and our Friday after-party show with me and Kimberly Johnson. In other words, if you choose to support the show for $10 a month, you're going to get access to the super-secret Shadow Docket shows every Tuesday and Thursday on the Patreon page, plus the exclusive Friday after-party podcast with me and Kimberly. So don't miss out. Go to bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Choose the after-party and Shadow Docket level, enter your information, and you're ready to roll. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast, and now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Shit's getting way too complicated for me. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, February 6, 2024, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1,112 of the Biden-Harris administration, 273 days until the 24th presidential election. You find me on threads and Instagram, the Bob Seska is my handle, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. And that guy sitting right there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. You say Buzz Burbank. Home run, home you run. said it all. Hi. Uh, hi. That's, that's what I shout every time the Chiefs score. <laughs> I will not talk about sports, sports ball. ball. I will not talk about sports ball. Hi, everybody. Uh, he's Bob, of course. I'm Buzz. And we hope to be endorsed by Taylor Swift. Yes, fingers crossed. I mean, who doesn't, right? <laughs> Uh, well, the groundhog didn't see his shadow this year, which, you know, traditionally means early round of conviction. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Uh, a new Marist College poll, a new Marist College poll shows Americans are disappointed at once again having to choose between the Niners and the Chiefs. It's just over and over much. again. <laughs> uh, the Super Bowl, of course, is this Sunday mm-hmm. and this year. Tickets are so expensive. Uh, the only people who can afford them are Elon Musk, uh, Taylor Swift, and E. Jean Carroll. <laughs> Recently came into some money. Yeah. Uh, U.S. health <laughs> officials this week noted a sharp rise in cases of syphilis. Ew. And that's just in Trump. <laughs> the hands. Yeah. Uh, according to the ratings, the uh, the Hallmark Channel has more viewers now than CNN. Hallmark, more viewers than CNN. Oh, God. That is likely to change this Sunday uh, when Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen star in A Romance to Remember. 
They're going to go a Beautiful. different way on the station. Uh, and in Scotland, in Scotland, people were warned to be careful after a monkey escaped from a wildlife park. Yeah. But one man who encountered the monkey described it as sheepish, which is Scottish for very attractive. All right, kicking off a brand new week with this one from Rocky Mountain Mike and Mary in Ann Arbor. Sting in all the right places, too, by the way. Marion Arbor, yeah. Karen and Richard Mountain Mike. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Mike and uh, Mary in Ann Arbor right there. Rocky, MNT, and Mike on Twitter, very pretty, et cetera. Very pretty. And oftentimes you can find Mary in the uh, comments on our Patreon page. So hi, Mary. Hello. In, in, indeed. And uh, Mike on his YouTube page. Uh, and be sure and pick up their Christmas album. They're yes. just, these kids are great. <laughs> so, Buzz, for yes. the first time in a long time, we have breaking news that occurs before the show. It's an amazing yes. thing. I can't believe I, it. I love when that happens. And good news at that, right, Bob? Yes. You know what? All those bribes have been paying to the D.C. Circuit. The right. <laughs> We yeah. don't talk about that. Yes, and please, hand down your ruling before we do the Tuesday show. Thank you very much. Well, the D.C. Circuit has unanimously ruled that presidential immunity does not exist. No, no, no. No, no. They're saying no. No. No, Donald. No. 
But this, uh, yeah, this is a this is a federal appeals court. This this circuit court, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we've been waiting a little longer than we expected for this ruling. But it, it you know it also could have taken much longer than it did yeah. in terms of the wheels of justice. It, it actually moved rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the decision that the Supreme Court didn't want to make without it going through an appeals court first. Jack Smith, yeah. the special prosecutor, had asked the court, you know, can I can I leapfrog the appeals court because this is so pressing? We need a, a ruling. On on it immediately. You may remember mm-hmm. him saying he needed an immediate ruling yes. on this from the Supreme Court. Supreme Court, eh, they don't like to be told what to do, and uh, they so they balked at that, mm-hmm. and I don't think they weren't wanted to or were ready to make the decision, so they kicked it back down to the appeals court where it would have gone anyway. Yeah. And there was some fear that this would take a long time. It took longer than it should have. It took less time than it could have, mm. but the ruling is down. And so now the question is, Bob and I were bouncing this around before the show. What happens now? Uh, does uh, Trump uh, naturally, because that's what he does for no other reason than to delay, will appeal this to the U.S. Supreme Court? Yes. Will, will they take the case? They've already kicked it out once, uh, indicating to me they really didn't want to make this decision. Yeah. Uh, or or will they, uh, you know, just not rule, which would leave the uh, lower court uh, ruling standing well the speculation was and this is before the ruling was handed down and i'm, I'm just talking right. about speculation for people like allison gill and andrew weissman and so forth the right. idea good, was good that people, yeah. yes the dc circuit would be so thorough in their ruling that the supremes would look at it and go ah you know what they, they got it covered we know we don't we're, have anything to add to this yeah, yeah yeah we're done here yeah. right so that's the idea and that's my hope here is that uh even though donald trump is absolutely going to appeal this to the supreme court level that the sure. supremes will deny him that opportunity opportunity and say, well, no, I think they've, they've got it covered that we're going to let that decision stand. And he so, has, he yeah. has appealed a ruling from the groundhog. He doesn't accept <laughs> any ruling. <laughs> so, yeah, but this means that it's possible that I guess maybe within a, a couple of days or maybe after the Supreme Court weighs in on this, that's when Judge Chutkin will reinstate the start date for that particular trial, because that's one of the implications of this long, long delay from the D.C. Circuit is right. that Judge Chutkin can cancel the March 4th trial date for the well, uh, Jack Smith prosecution it, regarding January 6th. It'll have to be more than a couple of days, I would suspect, since Thursday the Supreme Court will be uh, looking at uh, Trump's 14th Amendment eligibility and, and yeah. making a ruling or not making a ruling on that. Uh, Bob, the more I read, uh, the greater chance, I think, I, I don't know, it, it just... I'm seeing in Say it, say it, say it, say it. You were going to say something optimistic, and I was right there. I was like, yeah, yeah. I think it's entirely possible the Supreme Court will find him not eligible. Yeah. It, on one hand, it doesn't make sense, and on the mm. other hand, there's increasing evidence. The more you look at the legal arguments, the more you look at the fine print, the more you look yeah. at what the Constitution actually says, mm-hmm. it becomes – the more you look at, at the comments of the men who passed this law, Republicans who passed this law in – was it 1886? Yeah, when 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 uh, when that amendment was added, uh, when fourteen point three was added to the Constitution mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that uh, Confederates could not uh, run for a hold office. Yeah, if you read the comments of Republican lawmakers who supported that bill or that that amendment back then, mm-hmm. uh, this is exactly what they had in mind. The future is what they had in mind. And and it's just it's ridiculous for anyone to argue that the president's not an officer of the United States. Right. There is no 
legal leg to stand on no, here. No. Uh, in, 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 uh, you know, th the only thing I could think of is maybe they'll throw it to the states because uh, they'll say it's not up to us. They'll reject the case. They'll say it's up to states to decide. Constitution says states handle their own elections. So if a state doesn't want to put him on the ballot and they have, uh, they, they, and they cite as the U.S. Constitution, there, mm -hmm. but I just, I don't see how we get past this moment where, well, remember that time we all ignored the Constitution? I just don't. I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't know how we can get past this, this moment. Well, here's my speculation on how the Supreme Court will treat this entire case. And obviously what we hear on Thursday with the oral arguments, I always think that's a little bit salacious, the oral arguments before the Supreme Court. And so what we'll maybe get some clarification on is why specifically the Supreme Court decided to take this case up. And it could be that they may want to rule on this issue of, running versus actually being president. I know Barbara well, McQuaid that. was talking yeah. about this on MSNBC last night. She said, well, right. you know what? There's nothing in that 14th Amendment, Section 3, that says you can't run. Right. You just can't serve. That's the thing. But and, that's and an the, absurd ruling. It is. And I think maybe the Supreme Court wants to weigh in on <laughs> what all of that means. Lock down some sort of definition of running versus uh, actually serving. Am I making any sense? I'm not sure. You, you, you are. But in that event, I'm running for queen. And there's nothing <laughs> that says I can't be queen. Yeah. There's yeah. that, you know, I mean, it, it gets really silly at this point. Right. What, what is the point? of letting somebody run who is ineligible to, to hold office. Yeah. It, it, it all goes back to, you know, the eight, I, I, from the beginning, I've compared it to the age requirement in uh -huh. the Constitution. Yeah. We're not going to let a 24-year-old serve as president. So can a 24-year-old run? Well, I guess they can run, but they can't serve. Well, if they right. get elected, if they win the election, then mm. what do you do? Good point. So, yeah. so, so no, they, they, they can't legitimately run for office because they're not qualified. The self-executing constitution, there's no enforcement clause that says a 24-year-old can't run. Right. Uh, I mean, this is they can't, that they can't, uh, so there's no enforcement clause for that. It's just a simple statement that it's, it's not done. They're not eligible. They're not qualified. So it's a moot point. In addition to that, the people who would vote for Donald Trump in this scenario <laughs> could potentially be disenfranchised if their candidate is not actually right. eligible to run. Exactly. Good so point. you're throwing out all those votes. And obviously we all cheer and go, yay, they, you know, their votes won't count for Donald Trump. Right. Uh, but we don't that's, disenfranchise people in this country that's unless not they're how democracy yeah. works. We right. we're here to stand for and fight for democracy. Exactly. And so uh, you know, uh, committing their type of wrong would certainly not be right. So, are you going to listen to the oral arguments on Thursday? Yes. Oh my God, I'll be glued to that. <laughs> I you know the internet's going to break. I, you thought, know, I mean, see, I thought you were going to say no. I thought you were gonna... <laughs> Oh my oh, God! Right. Yes. Okay. Oh my God! Yeah. 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 No, I am so excited to hear this. This is the yeah. best thing on radio. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. this this will be the best thing going. What they need to do, though, is they need to do something to identify which members yes. of the Supreme Court are actually speaking. So Justice well, So and So is saying this, and because sometimes because there's so many guys sitting on the Supreme Court, and I call them guys, the Supreme, mm -hmm. right. and uh, I, I can't distinguish between their voices sometimes. So I don't know if it's John Roberts talking or if it's uh, Sam Alito 
know, I'm not that familiar with the sounds of their voice. I, I think I, I could probably smart. pick out John Roberts, but, but you know, the, I think I can also pick out distinctively the women justices on the court. So that's right. not a problem. But right. in terms of listening to just the audio only, it's hard to get a, an immediate idea of who's challenging this right. argument it's, or it's, who's, it, yeah. It's, it's hardest to tell your Gorsuch from your Kavanaugh <laughs> and yeah. your Roberts. The three of them, those are the ones that are going to, I, I think we're going to easily figure out who Alito is. I think that's kind of, we're going <laughs> to yeah. figure out who, who Clarence Thomas is. Right. We know the women like like you, I think I can identify that. But I, I think there's a solution. I think uh, some of the TV networks, including MSNBC. Oh, yes. And for that matter, some of the online coverage from sources like the Washington Post yeah. and other other legitimate news outlets that mm. will be carrying a, a live stream of it. Yeah. They, they, will, they will be running video uh, with, of a still frame, probably, uh, that will carry the audio from the proceedings. And God, if they're smart, and I think they are, and they will have people present, I, I think uh, you're going to see captions that will show who's speaking at a particular time. Yes. At least, at least to a degree, at least to the degree that you'll be able to sort of teach yourself. Right. I was thinking about tuning into the feed itself, but now that you've mentioned that, maybe yeah. watching it uh, on MSNBC watch. would be a better idea because they may put in the identifiers. They're going to be carrying that audio as it's happening. So it's not, I, I wouldn't be missing anything, but maybe this I'll is, get that context that's right for who's it's, talking. It's, it's radio you watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a new invention. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I nearly just snarfed my coffee as you said <laughs> That's that. That's what I'm here for. God, lots happening right now. Yeah, and indeed. everything continues to uh, play against Donald Trump. Once again, he loses. And that's yeah. one of the well, beautiful things about this is that Donald Trump has lost again in court. And that's and also not, and, 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 and I, I'm here to celebrate that the rest of the hour. I just want to point out that this, this ruling is coming up Thursday about his eligibility. And yeah. now that they have handed us a treat, uh, they may hand us a wallop on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, this may have been to soften the blow to some degree. I, I it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they actually do. I just don't see how we get past this moment in the timeline yeah. where it was the time we ignored the Constitution. Just, you know, it was right there in front of us. It was clear as day. It was, it was there was nothing vague. I mean, so this has been made so complicated when really it's so stupid simple. Yeah. This yeah. has been, been ridiculously overcome complicated. The language is very clear. The intent is very clear. And we're just going to ignore. I just don't see how we get past that moment. Yeah, I think it's 60-40 on this 14th yeah. Amendment case. I think it's 60% that they're going to allow Donald Trump to stay on the ballot and 40% that they're going to surprise us and, and uphold the Colorado Supreme Court on this issue. And, I, if they, I, and if they do that, that means they're, you know, the precedent has been set and other states can follow suit. So that's going to be an important factor in all of this, too. I, I see the odds of 60-60, but that's <laughs> just... That's see, just, math is, a, is see, getting in your way there. I, I, I it, it always does, but my point is, <laughs> my point is, I really think this could go any number of ways. Yeah. Um, I, I've got my fingers crossed. I mean, it would be a beautiful thing if Donald Trump is eliminated from the ballot, because what you have then is a Republican Party that's entirely as Rachel put it, disintegrating. Oh, they already are. Yeah, they, and, they're and crumbling like crazy. Exactly, in order to make Donald Trump the party. So it's the Democrats right. and this one guy, as Rachel right. put it last this night. This guy, a guy. And this guy 
may not even be on all the ballots. I mean, it's entirely possible that there could be one or two swing states right. that will drop him from the ballot, or or he may not or. be able to serve, irrespective of how many ballots he's on. So right. that's, I mean, this is the massive gamble that the uh, Republicans are taking with Donald I, Trump. I, I guess the court could say uh, he can run, but he cannot serve. If you people elect him, uh, then, you know, uh, I, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. It might yeah. be the court's way of saying, then make his ineligibility an issue in the campaign. Right. I that's, that's all I know. It all comes down to, as far as I'm concerned, the linchpin in all of this is whether January 6th rises to the level of insurrection in the minds of the conservatives on the Supreme Court. His efforts in uh, yeah. their, yeah, the yeah. above. Yeah. Well, enough of them. I would say John Roberts, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, right. uh, Barrett. I mean, it would be a beautiful thing if Donald right. Trump's handpicked justices, obviously federal society handpicked justices, but nevertheless, Donald Trump's right. nominees to the Supreme Court, if they were the ones who ultimately said, uh-uh, Donald, you're done, sit down. I didn't click like, uh, and I'm not liking it by mentioning it here, but uh, yeah. but I think it's worth mentioning, and I was glad that I saw it, maybe. And that was a, a tweet that said, uh, uh, if uh, putting Trump in jail yeah. means another civil war, we'll just have to win that one, too. <laughs> okay. I, oh, again, I can embrace not, that. I like that. Not what we're looking for, no. but, you know, an interesting food for thought. Let's call it food for thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that that takes us into Republicans in disarray. And I thought mm -hmm. uh, what Rachel did with her A block last night was invaluable as far as laying everything out. The fact Necessary. that mm -hmm. the whole thing is falling apart. And one thing that we've talked about on this show for many, many months and years now is that one of the most important outcomes after Donald Trump is eliminated from the spotlight is, and, and maybe with Donald Trump in the spotlight, either way, I'll take it. But the idea of destroying this Republican Party and in the ashes replacing it with something else, not that we would be involved in that specifically, but right. the idea of Donald Trump taking down this Republican Party, that to me is the best case scenario. It has to be both Donald Trump and the party that made him. And so, and obviously we know some of the people who would build a new party out of right. the remnants of the old one, but this is actually happening because we've got, holy shit, we've got uh, state parties in disarray, especially state parties in swing states like Michigan, where they yes, don't know who yes. the hell is running Re the Republic show there. And Republicans divided against Republicans, yes. Right. The party's cash flow is a goddamn right. mess. They're right. Seeking They're lines broke. of credit. Uh -huh. uh, and they want to be our next latex salesman, and, right? And, <laughs> and, and and Trump now wants to kick out uh, Ronna McRomney as the uh, chairwoman of, yes. uh, of the Republican Party. Uh, Ronna McDaniel uh, is uh, her. I wouldn't want to be her this morning because. No. She's looking. She's uh, looking in the mirror at an, an soon-to-be unemployed person. Yeah, uh, and uh, Trump has uh, has cut her loose. And since he is the party, well, that's the end of Ronna McRomney. Uh, yeah. You know, away she goes. Well, someone is being scapegoated once again because the problem sure. isn't Ronna McDaniel. The problem isn't the, you right. know whether it's the state parties or anything else. The problem is Donald Trump himself. Because Donald Trump is the dictator of the Republican Party. He is the party now. Emphasis on Dick. And yeah, right. And we've seen what his stewardship has done with the Republican Party. And and they would do well to abandon him, but they won't. 
because no. all of their efforts, all of their fundraising, everything that the current Republican Party is all about is about propping up Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with policy. They don't have a platform anymore. This is the central focus of what they're doing. And this guy is a bomb waiting to go off. He is, right. he is a ticking time bomb where, you know, Ronald McDaniel and a couple of other people are trying to cut those wires. They don't know whether they go with the blue one or the red one, but Donald Trump's going to set that ignition and, and ignite. And, 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 and Thelma and Louise will drive right off the cliff. I mean, yeah. this is, uh, I guess uh, they've been saying live free or die. I guess they've made their choice. Right. I don't know. And the biggest takeaway in all of this, as we watch the Republican Party disintegrate, is that these people want to be the stewards of the American economy. And, uh, we, and we need to make that case that look how fucked up they are right now. They can't steward their own party's budgets. Right. And, and again, I go back to that Vandalay episode of Seinfeld where George mm -hmm. is splayed out on the floor with his pants down and Jerry walks in, sees him laying there and he goes, and you want to be our latex salesman. And, <laughs> and, and this is what I keep thinking. These guys want to be the stewards of our economy and they mm -hmm. can't even keep their own shit straight. I mean, right. they've spent $50 million dollars just propping up Donald Trump's legal expenses. Legal fees, yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, Tristan Snell has brought this up, brought this up on my show, also on Stephanie Miller's show, that uh, that could end up being illegal on some level, oh, an illegal sure. use of campaign financing. Oh, yeah. Meantime, Nikki Haley was uh, piling on to Republicans <laughs> in disarray. Here's Nikki Haley talking about Trump's debt, the $50 million lost to Trump's legal fees. It just came out yesterday. Trump spent $50 million of his campaign dollars hmm. on legal fees, on personal cases against him? Think about that. That's why he's not on TV in South Carolina. That's why he hasn't been here yet. That's why he's not doing rallies, is because he's using all the money to pay for his legal fees for his own well, personal cases. Well, he could cases. also be looking at That's his poll numbers, story. Governor, and so saying, how do you defeat... well, he, he, you're right, he could be saying that, you know, I don't need to do that, I'm, I'm, I'm winning by no, country. No, what I'm mouth. saying is, how do, you defeat, how do you defeat Joe Biden if all of your money is going to legal fees. Right. Tell me that. He, out of his own mouth, said, I'm going to spend more time in a courtroom than I'm going to spend campaigning. That's a problem. Right. That's a problem let, let me, because our country can't the, wait. The things could change. And, okay, look, all those reasons right there, everything she said right there, Right. this is why I'm feeling slightly more confident that Republicans may pull up before they hit the ground and actually end up trying to nominate Nikki Haley. You know, like a good movie, this will be fun to watch. Will they pull yeah. up before the plane hits the ground? <laughs> we're right. we're watching. We, we're hearing the engine. It's coming to. It's coming to. It's it's pointed straight down. The plane is it pointed is. straight down. Will it hit or will they pull out? You won't know till the last minute. Don't tune away. Right, right. And the pilots sweat pouring down. You know, right, just like an right. airplane. Beads yeah. of sweat. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing. Ultimately, I don't think they will, but it's entirely possible. I think there are a lot of people inside the Republican Party, especially some of their big money financiers right. who are going, shit, do you people not see who you're nominating here? What kind of disaster you could be running into? He could be convicted of multiple felonies before the election. And people have already said they're not going to vote for this guy if he's convicted of a felony. Just one. And it could be multiple counts in a couple of cases. So and that could all happen, as I said, before the election. And yet they're still embracing this guy. It's utter madness. But you know what? Keep going, Republicans. You're doing great. Please keep doing what you're doing because and, I'm there for it. And, and uh, as much as I despise Nikki Haley and the thought of her being president, uh, I, I'm at the same time. 
really grateful to her for yeah. how she's helping us destroy Trump, uh, whether it's an appearance on uh, Saturday Night Live, which uh, historically is make or break for politicians. Mm -hmm. uh, Trump, the real Trump, won't be back. Uh, she won't be back either, but she got, if you get... If you get any time at all on SNL, that's there's more reach in that than there is in anything you can do in media, social media or otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, she got that moment and uh, to to jab at Trump again. Uh, uh, she's been doing a lot of that uh, in, in terms of his mental ability. Mm. Uh, she's been very, very focused on that. <laughs> yeah. She's helping us in major ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. And eventually she's going to endorse Trump. I mean, the safe money well, that's what is we, that that's she... What yeah. That's what she said. Uh, some people are, are waiting to see if she changes her mind on that. Mm, it could be. I mean, yeah. she may be setting herself up for being a you know a kingmaker in the new Republican Party. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows where her brain is right now? But the safe money is that she's going to drop out maybe after Super Tuesday or something like that and endorse Donald Trump. But in the meantime, and it's so important to go back to what you just said, Buzz. In the meantime, she's doing us a gigantic favor. She yeah. is criticizing Donald, like damaging Donald Trump in advance, and and a lot of things, and we I think we talked about this either Thursday or Friday last week, a lot of things she's saying can be repurposed into pro-Democratic Party ads, pro-Biden oh, ads. Oh, well, there's no shortage of material, yeah. and, and thankfully no shortage of money on the Democratic side. We have so outraised uh, the Republicans uh, at every level yeah. here, and uh, we certainly, they've certainly handed us a piece after piece of material to use in these ads, and this is among the latest, absolutely. Right, right. And one of the things we're going to see in the coming days here is the disarray in Nevada. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, where they're going to have this primary uh, today. Today is the Nevada primary, but Nikki Haley is on that ballot, but she's not in the caucus ballot. So the caucuses will be, the Nevada caucuses will be February 8th. <laughs> so... This is mass confusion in terms of how this is going to operate. And, and again, but the caucuses are what will determine the delegates from Nevada. Where and that's yeah. why Nikki Haley said she's participating. Uh, and she it's it's so stupid uh, for for a for a for an election on Tuesday, I would gladly pay you a caucus on Thursday. Uh, they, they, this is the division of the Republican Party there. Uh, Trump is the only candidate on the Republican a primary ballot today. Yeah. She is the only candidate on the caucus ballot on Thursday. Right. So he will win his election and she will win hers and <laughs> she will have the delegates, as Bob just said. I think it's the opposite of that. I think uh, Nikki Haley is going to be on today's primary ballot. And that's not, what I meant. Okay. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not the caucus I, ballot. I see. You see how. And imagine being a Republican. <laughs> so confusing. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's the point. Imagine being a Republican. <laughs> There and uh, ha having to know which is which and, and trying to decide uh, which uh, to participate or neither of the above. Right. And, and this comes down to a state law from 2021 that requires Nevada to hold state run presidential primaries. But the party uh -huh. is like, nah, -uh, we're going to do no, a caucus we're over here. Yeah. I have no idea why they're going to do that. Obviously, the idea subsequent to that is we'll do a caucus to prop up Donald Trump because that's how the caucus is going to work two days from now. So, <laughs> I just like hearing you say caucus. Over caucus, and over yes. Again. It's caucus blockus is what's going to be happening. Caucus this way, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, it'll be interesting tonight, though, to see 
how Donald Trump does in the primary as a possible write-in. And mm-hmm. we can compare and contrast that, uh, obviously with some caveats, with how yeah. Joe Biden did as a write-in in New Hampshire. And so I'll be interested to see like if, how many votes Donald Trump gets as a write-in yeah. candidate tonight. There's a lot of uh, tea leaf reading uh, going on right now. It's still, I, I think it would be fair because it's just barely February, it's it. I think it's still okay to, to say uh, be cautious of the polls. Yeah. And I, oh, I came yes. I came armed with some today. Mm-hmm. But but be cautious of what conclusions you might uh, leap to on seeing certain election results. Yeah. For example, a Democratic turnout in the South Carolina primary last week was only voter turnout was only four percent. Four percent. Biden got his ninety six percent. And uh, the the by the way, I don't doesn't look like third party is much of an option this year, uh, at least on the Democratic side or, or you know, alternatives, challengers to Biden uh, are not are not scoring significant numbers. Yeah. Uh, but but he got 96 percent of the vote. Only four percent of the people showed up uh, to vote. Uh, what why did that happen? What does this mean? Well, in South Carolina, uh, a voter can vote in either primary. Pick one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter if you how you're registered. Uh, pick a primary and you can vote in it. A lot of Democrats uh, intentionally and were encouraged to uh, have waited to vote in the uh, Republican South Carolina primary, which is coming up on the 28th of this month. Or is it the 24th? No, uh, 24th of this month, I believe, because they're doing Saturdays. Uh, When that primary comes up, a lot of Democrats will be voting in that election for Nikki Haley for the purpose of minimizing Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So... uh, and no surprise and, and wonderful that, that Biden got the 96%, but just know that the turnout was low uh, in part because a lot of Democrats will be voting in the Republican primary yeah. coming up just to embarrass Trump. Okay, so to summarize here, yes, tonight's primary does not count for delegates. Okay. February 8th, Nevada caucus is, that's, what I, that's where the delegates get allotted. So I was right. So yeah, well, no, no, you said, I think you said the reverse. Well, I think it was, I, no, it was, well, it was, it was who, Trump and Nikki Haley aren't on any of the Nevada ballots together. They're on separate. The referees are going over the tape now. And they'll get right, back to us. Right. And don't get me started on the Virgin <laughs> Islands caucus <laughs> in two days. No, I'm kidding. There's nothing, nothing weird about that one other than no. it being a virgin caucus. You know, yes. I had a virgin caucus until I was about 17 stop years it. old. So. Just stop it. You're, you're embarrassing us all. <laughs> Okay. All right. On that note, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we have to celebrate the gigantic jobs report. Yes. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. It's incredible news. Uh, More podcast right after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 
You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. The Grammy nominated, the twice Grammy nominated, The War and Treaty. Yeah. I saw them on TV. Incredible, yes. They were nominated for Best New Artist in the uh, 66th Annual uh, Grammys, and then they were also nominated for Best American Roots Song for their song Blank Page off their most recent album. Means uh, this is uh, five more minutes. We've played this one before. Yeah. Love this song. Link in the description, of course, to support the war and treaty. Great. They uh, sadly did not win either of their categories, but they're winners in our hearts. Congratulations yeah. for the the acceleration in their career. Yes, that's indeed. awesome. And All you right. had a part in. I can't help but think you had a part in that. I guess we're just you gonna, know we're going to credit me for their nominations. That's I never. I and I think I've said this on the show before. I never, ever, 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 ever watched the Grammys. I used to me avoid. Neither. Award shows completely until I started voting in the SAG Awards, and then I watched that, and I watched the Oscars. This year, I watched the Emmys and the Grammys. Yeah, I don't know what's gotten into me. I watched the the playoff game uh, a week or ten days ago. Uh, I don't know what's gotten into me. I'm watching stuff I would <laughs> never normally watch. Yeah, but the Grammys blew me away. The reason we sat down and watched them. Uh, later, the next day, actually, was because we had a friend call us the night before, text us the night before, saying, uh, we're watching uh, we're watching uh, Tracy uh, Chapman and the Luke Combs do Fast Car, mm-hmm. and we remembered we first uh, heard that song uh, laying on your living room floor at your house. Oh, and, wow. And uh, it brought back a great memory. Nice. And it was just nice to hear from them and, and to hear that memory. But then we thought, well, now we have to see it. So we watched, really, mainly for that performance. I'll be damned if nearly the whole show wasn't great. I I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Uh, Trevor Noah is a brilliant host. Yeah, he's he's not just a stand-up comedian. This guy's a very uh 
professional TV host, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a talent in itself that most people can't master. Yeah, uh, and and uh, the Emmys this year, both the Grammys and the Emmys, brilliantly produced, fast moving actually engaging, entertaining shows that are all about keeping it moving. And uh, I, I think I know the viewers, if they would tune in again and check up on it, uh, would be would be pleased at the changes that have been made since so many people stopped watching these things. <laughs> yeah, and like you, I have not watched the Grammys. I didn't watch this most recent Grammys either. Oh. I, I just haven't watched them in years and years and years, a couple of decades, because, I mean, here's my reasoning, and I don't, I don't mean to make this into a humble brag, but at some point or another in my career, I've ended up working professionally in all of the major entertainment sectors, whether it's mm-hmm. I, I've done a book, I've done a movie, I've done a TV show, I obviously do radio, podcasting, et cetera, but print journalism. And I can tell you music videos, that was uh, obviously right. germane to what we're talking about here. And in all right. of my experiences, the most fucked up sector of the entertainment industry right. is without a doubt the music industry. The music, the, and oh, I'm talking really? about the major label music industry yeah. is supremely fucked up. And for those- You would, you yeah. would know more about that. I would have guessed TV, but- Well, is TV is pretty screwy. And I've <laughs> yeah, had my right. many experiences, uh, good and bad in TV. But right. as far as the music industry goes, there are so many weird things about that. I can't even begin to, to list them because not only have I done music videos, for I think six different recording artists, including Meatloaf and Iron Maiden and Yes and uh, Everclear. I did a music video for Everclear. And then I've also done some other side projects that aren't specifically music videos, album covers, things like that, production. Right. And so I can tell you that in those experiences, I, I would not repeat those experiences again. Just I'll just leave it leave it at that. So you're, you're happier here. Yeah, you're here among friends. But I regretted not watching the most recent Grammys based on everyone's comments on it. I mean, Kimberly it's, has been crying nonstop. I know. Since I, I Tracy saw. Chapman and Luke Holmes. I saw. Who, by the way, I thought until just the other night, I thought Luke. Combs was mm. Luke Holmes. Ah, well, I, I didn't even know his actual name, <laughs> and, and, and that because, and, yeah. and that brings me to my thing, which is I, I felt, you know, one of the reasons I had avoided the Grammys is I felt music had moved on past me a little bit. Well, uh, there's that too, yeah, generali- yeah, yeah, generationally, yeah. and uh, but you know, uh, I know I had, I, I felt. I felt uh, I did not feel uncomfortable watching the show. In fact, mm. I felt very much at home. And and to my surprise, I knew more of the songs and artists than I realized I knew. Yeah. So that made it even more familiar, comfortable territory. I, I I'm shocked at how much I enjoyed the show. I did not see that coming. And by the way, it is still available uh, commercial free on Paramount Plus. Uh, or with commercials, depending on your subscription. Oh, good. But but uh, but yeah, it's still up there. Uh, it's you know, and you you got a fast forward button, uh, you, even if you <laughs> can't get back past commercials. But uh, watch Trevor Noah's bits. Uh, and, yeah. and I called them bits; they were really very straight. But he he handled them with a plum. They're they're worth seeing for that. And then uh, so many of the performances by artists that so many people obviously like. What was great about Trevor Noah, and I think Howard Stern was talking about this on his show, Trevor Noah's bits on the Grammys were actually positive. It wasn't a yes. roast of the recording artist. It wasn't a roast of the industry. It was right. something that was more positive. And that's Uplifting. one of the things. Exactly. Uplifting. And yeah. that's one of the things I've been trying to do on social media with all this nerd shit that I like. I don't want right. to be part of this chorus of people going, ah, Star Wars sucks because of Mary Janes and girls. Lots of too many girls in Star Wars. 
all the bitching about, you know, the comic book movies and Star Wars right. and Star right. Trek and all that. I'm just, I'm so sick and tired of all of it because it's just diminishing something that's supposed to be fun. <laughs> right, know? right. And, and just, if you, have, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. There and if you you're, And if you're building your brand around bitching about Star Wars, stop it. Find, right. <laughs> find something else. Find something that's more important to bitch about. So I just, I don't want to participate in all that. And, and to, to watch Trevor Noah do something that was, was positive about yeah. the subject matter he was talking about was a, a nice change of pace. So I was really happy to see that, especially on the heels of Joe Coy's monologue from the, uh, from the Golden Globes, which was a, just a <laughs> now that, sweaty that's, disaster. That's one I didn't watch and don't watch. Uh, I guess he, I mean, I think there have been some improvements there. I think next year will probably be better for them. Yeah. But uh, it's not... Uh, it's not the horrible organization that it once was, and I think it's in uh, better hands now. All right. Well, let's bask in the afterglow yes. of you. the U.S. economy adding 353,000 jobs in January. Holy smokes. Twice what was expected. The unemployment yep. rate remains below 4% at 3.7%, and that was that was a, a 0.1% below expectations. And it's been that way under 4% for 24 months, for yeah. two years now, yeah. Joe Biden is the jobs president. Repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, for some reason, I don't want to spend too much time complaining about this, but for some reason, my my posts on Twitter and threads about the economy mm-hmm. aren't getting as much activity as some of my other posts. So yeah, we got to we got to up the ante. If that's any indication about our uh, messaging on the economy, we got to do a little bit better as far as ballyhooing these gigantic successes. And all you got to do is find the clips showing Fox News praising mm-hmm. the jobs report. Larry Kudlow and other we played some the, of the clips on Friday's after party. The, 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 the Biden campaign is tweeting those clips. Yes. Yeah. So the unemployment rate has now stayed safely below 4% for two full years. Right. The last time the unemployment rate was this low for this long was, I believe, 1967. It's been so long since I, this record. I, I yeah. was but a boy then. Yeah, it's just an incredible <laughs> thing. And this is the kind of uh, message that we have to get out there. And also, yeah. I, I always like to add the revisions for previous months. Right. So in addition to yes. the 353,000 jobs added in January, Saw this, yeah. yeah, both November and December were revised upward. So uh-huh. November was revised up by 9,000 jobs from uh-huh. 173,000 to 182,000. Right. The change for December revised up by 117,000 jobs. That's right. More uh, revised upward by more than 100,000 jobs. 100,000 yes. more jobs than you heard about when you heard that report uh, initially. Right. So December combined is uh November and December combined is uh-huh. 126,000 jobs more than previously reported. So add the 126,000 for November and December's revisions to the 353,000 jobs from January. And there you have it, Joe Biden. The boom continues. Boom, boom, boom. Hashtag Biden boom. Hashtag Democrats deliver. That's right. And as I've been saying, Buzz, you can draw a direct line from these results on all these major economic indicators to Joe Biden policies. Yeah. It, the United States is producing more oil right now right. than any other country in the history of the world. I mean, that's under Joe Biden. And I know we don't like to ballyhoo that because we don't like oil. And I can tell you, I don't like oil. <laughs> but as far as what, you know, the quote unquote folks care about, these are all successes across the board. And the more we get the word out, we've got nine months. 
to make sure this seeps into the brains of people who forget. I let yeah, they do, and I, I, I'm all about simple messages. Yeah, and and uh, this is easy to research, but I think one thing that's good to repeat is wage growth now outpaces yes. inflation. Yeah, wages are growing faster than prices are rising. Mm -hmm. Wages are growing faster than prices are rising. Yeah, uh, that's your best argument to the people who otherwise la 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 when you try to tell them these things. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Bob. I just that's okay, and I did I didn't mean to, but no, it's but, an important uh, point. I, I, I think I think it's uh, very important. People are starting to feel the results of Biden. So I think the audience is more malleable now. I think people yeah. are more inclined to believe you and hear you when you say wage growth now outpaces inflation, especially if you can show the numbers. I think wage growth is four point something, mm -hmm. inflation three point something. Yep. Uh, four is bigger than three. Uh, you know, <laughs> wage wage growth now outpaces inflation. And you've got an audience now that eh, they're feeling a little less pinched we gotta, and, and a little optimistic. We got to blow up this myth that the Republican Party is the party of the economy. They well, are absolutely not. We, there is massive evidence we, to prove that they are not the party of the economy. In fact, the economy always does worse under Republican administrations. You yeah. can look it up. It's we, math. We, we, we win that argument by making their wallets happier. And right. Their wallets are getting happier. Yeah. We are, Demo Democrats are delivering. We are delivering on exactly uh, the things that uh, we're finally feeling the results of what Joe Biden has done. People are finally feeling the results. And like I said, I think this makes them uh, more inclined to hear you mm -hmm. uh, when, when you feed them truths like wages are growing faster than prices. Yeah, yeah. And once again, Donald Trump presided over that manufacturing recession prior to COVID yes. in, in yeah. 2019. Uh, and this is the guy who allegedly builds things and he had a manufacturing recession. Then there was the deep recession during during COVID, as I was saying a second ago, he left office with minus 2.9 million jobs. So he lost 2.9 million jobs during his four years. I mean, these are remarkable numbers. So look, even though inflation was super low during the pandemic, this is completely irrelevant given the fact that inflation could be zero and it wouldn't matter if you've lost your job. You know what I mean? So there it is. Right. right. Spending was, I mean, people weren't buying things. So, yeah, yeah. you know, they don't wonder prices didn't increase. They kept prices low because nobody was buying anything. Yeah. When people went crazy after the at the end of it and started buying everything, mm -hmm. uh, then uh, that's when uh, demand outpaced supply and the prices went up. Yep. And uh, let's see, factory construction is three times the level it was under Donald Trump. There you right go. now under Joe Biden, I mean, there's so many economic indicators that you can point to say that we're uh, in the beginning parts of a you know 2020s boom you know the roaring 20s this is all starting to take shape and the worst thing that we could possibly do to the economy right now is electing Donald Trump and that would ultimately destroy everything that has been built up. We're talking about competent stewardship of the economy under Joe Biden, and we don't want to disrupt that. Let's look at the numbers from uh, Simon Rosenberg. Uh, as far as job creation, uh, you combine both Bushes and Donald Trump, and you've only got a net 1.9 million jobs created. Under Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden, 48.6 million jobs created, according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. So an enormous success.
Indeed, but I think our, our clearest uh, message is, is how's your wallet doing? And yeah. I think over the course of the year, uh, I th- people are already noticing the difference, especially since wages are outpacing inflation. Right. Uh, that's what's going on right now. Mm. People, I think voters are of a mindset, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think there's a segment of voters who may be interested in uh, history and numbers, recent history, and and the numbers associated with them. But but uh, a lot of them vote on what the price of gas is today. So uh, that's the sort of shallow pool we're fishing in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I want to you know I want to make sure that uh, the the clear and simple messages get through. I think there's going to be a, a massive shift in public perception of the economy, even in the yes, next of couple course. of months, Agreed. much less the next nine months. Right. So. Uh, and that's going to require us to be the messengers as well. Indeed, indeed. I mean, let's, like I said, we're seeing the results. They're starting to feel the results. They're more inclined to listen. We have incredible arguments to bring to them. And uh, the time is now. The time is right. This is this is what we're going to be doing over the next couple of months yep. as things continue to get better and better and better. And those first interest rate cuts finally hit. Uh, uh, that And I think those are going to be well-timed for the mm-hmm. election. Yeah, yeah. And I've been offering the advice uh, regarding interest rates that I think mm-hmm. – uh, the interest rates will start to be cut in March, if not April. April, I'm so, thinking, yeah. Right. Th- there are a couple of things as far as investment opportunities with this. Uh, I would buy your CDs, not compact discs, but the other kind of CDs, the investment mm-hmm. CDs. I would buy a CD. If you're thinking about it, do it now while the interest rates are still high. Right, right. Uh, meantime, if you're thinking about buying a house, I would wait a little longer until the Fed has cut interest rates back down. Well, depending on more. if you get a fixed mortgage or a, f- a flexible mortgage. Yeah, that's true. And I, I would absolutely recommend a fixed mortgage. Right. Well, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the variable rate mortgages are always a disaster in the waiting. But uh, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And so consequently, the interest rates will be much lower in, uh, I would say, by summer time and mm-hmm. and also the the hitch there is going to be well suddenly it's going to be uh you know a seller's market because there's going to be so many buyers out there right, wanting to right. take advantage of interest rates so exactly yeah so uh, plan your investments accordingly as far and, as and, stuff and, like that and, goes and, and home buying plans yeah exactly yes. right exactly yeah. right so speaking of homes buzz yes, i've yes. been interested to ask you this question okay what do you think is in donald trump's secret room in Mar-a-Lago. Are you aware of this? Or the FBI didn't search this secret room that was hidden off of his bedroom? Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna guess a, a ball gag. <laughs> um, some stocks. Yeah, we were you know. hypothesizing like a whole collection of leather hoods whips, right in there with, yeah, with zippers going, on the mouths. Yeah, masks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so uh, <laughs> agents searched Trump's bedroom and they found a, a small door in one of the walls that was concealed behind a large dresser and a big TV. Sources said the space behind the wall was the quote hidden room, which maintenance workers sporadically entered to access cables running through it. Right. So there was some sort of cable junction in there. But uh-huh. makes a great hiding spot for con men. I would say <laughs> that's a it, strong it, likelihood. Just at, just outside the door, a little table yeah. and a little bottle on it with a label that said "Drink Me." <laughs> just, and then you go through the door. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I have no idea. I do know. I do know that uh, Jack Smith has gone to uh, court uh, to uh, get access. I guess to two rooms at Mar-a-Lago that the FBI failed to search the day of that 
famous raid. Hmm. Uh, there are two rooms they they missed or skipped intentionally. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jack Smith says that's where we need to look. Right. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see what answer he gets on that. But uh, the man never stops going for it. Yeah, they said here it's not uncommon for agents executing search warrants to miss some things, especially uh-huh. when they're searching expansive properties. Right. And Mar-a-Lago is as old as Methuselah, and so yeah. consequently well, there's think- probably lots of secret compartments all over I, Mar-a-Lago. I, don't you think there's secret tunnels throughout? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we do know there is one tunnel that runs like yeah, under well, the street that Rudy Giuliani used to use to go to his bungalow on the yeah, property. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The Rudy Giuliani Memorial Tunnel. Well, it's not safe for him to cross the road on foot, Bob. It's just, <laughs> right. it's just not. But yeah, I, even within uh, Mar-a-Lago's main buildings, uh, there would be access tunnels for things like cables and HVAC yeah, systems yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Maintenance guys have to be able to get in there. But uh, some older buildings have been known to build not a secret rooms, secret passages, yeah, secret yeah. tunnels. Uh, there could be any number of things there. I, I you know, I, I still think uh, Ivana's a grave. I'm just saying. I think uh, maybe, maybe go look north. That's what I would say. Look for that goddamn binder. I mean, right. that was one of the things that went missing. I, I think it's. I think Mark Meadows has it. But uh, there was that missing binder that had all that top secret information about it. I think it was. Uh, what was it Iran war plans, things like that? Um, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mentioned on the tape. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe there's something in there, but my guess is uh, that Donald Trump moved everything out of the secret room. Uh, so we'll see. But I mean, one of the things that happened while one of his lawyers was looking through the classified documents is as the lawyer was looking through the classified documents, I forget if it was Chris Keiss or who, but Donald Trump was having the locks changed on this closet that also was not searched so the question is why is he having the lock changed on a closet while his lawyer is frantically looking for classified documents so there's another another big question there and i think we often lose sight of what's happening with the mar-a-lago documents case Mm because we have no trust at all in Eileen Cannon doing the right thing. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's hard to say. Uh, most of the time, no. Uh, it's interesting. <clears throat> uh, most Republicans, according to a, a poll, a survey, most Republicans mm. are not aware of the criminal charges against Trump. Uh, for the most part, oh wow, they're, they're, the one they the one case they are aware of that Republican mm-hmm. voters do know about uh, more than the others is in fact the documents case. I, they don't take the Stormy Daniels hush money case seriously. Therefore, it does not exist in their minds. <laughs> uh, and and uh, same with some of the other stuff they considered the J6 thing political. Uh, the, the documents thing got the attention of some Republican voters. And uh, so there's some awareness of that. But half, I, should, I shouldn't say the majority, but half of Republican voters are not even aware of the criminal charges against Jesus. Trump. Uh, in, in the case of, of the documents case, uh, 25% of Republican voters are not aware of those charges against him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a subsequent interview, a uh, subsequent poll shows that uh, voters don't care. That, that 70% of voters, I guess this is of all voters, about 70% of all voters know what Trump plans to do. No, they, they can they can agree. You can give them a list of five things he plans to do, and they know about all of his plans. Uh, and and then, and then you, you ask, okay, well, uh, do you agree with these plans? And again, 70% say no, no, we do not agree 
with the place. And that same poll has Trump leading Biden 46-42. Wow. I, I don't know what to make of that, except, like I said, be wary of polls. Yeah. But is, isn't it interesting that what these polls have, have taught us over the last week is they don't know. They don't care. And here's the other argument while we're here on uh, Joe Biden and the economy and polls and so forth. Bear in mind that the United States not only has had the best recovery after COVID, but we also... In the world, yeah. yeah exactly. We also have uh, lower inflation than all of Europe. Yes. Joe Biden did not cause the inflation globally, which also right. included the United States. This is not a Joe Biden thing. In fact, we learned that more than 50% of the inflation in the United States was created by something they're referring to as greedflation, mm-hmm. by uh, corporations gouging their prices, knowing that the American people and certainly certain cable news networks and internet outlets, podcasts and so forth, will blame Joe Biden for the inflation falsely, falsely. Right. So shame on those people. But this is uh, what we're talking about when it comes to inflation. So whatever blame Joe Biden gets for inflation, it's completely unfounded. It's not it's not his thing. It's not a consequence but, of the Inflation Reduction Act or the bipartisan infrastructure bill or any of the spending that Joe Biden has done. This is a consequence of mainly price gouging and uh, a global right. phenomenon, not anything specific to one president or one set of policies. Thankfully, Biden has called out price gouging this past week and called yeah, upon grocery yeah. chains to lower their prices and accused them. Of, of price gouging, of, uh, in his words, ripping off the American people. He yeah. said that. He said ripping off. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm very proud of that. But you're right. You, you make an excellent point here. Uh, the, the inflation was worldwide. Yeah. And Joe Biden didn't cause that. Right. But what, right. what Joe Biden did cause was a better recovery in the United States than any other country in the world. Has yes. Seen. Yes. The whole, that, da- the whole damn world, as Joe that, Biden said the other day. That Joe Biden did do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I wanted to mention before we take a break? That Rudy, that? Gi- Rudy Giuliani, we mentioned him a second ago. Uh, deep in debt. Rudy Giuliani, his checking account is in the red as he faces over $152 million in debt, according to Chapter 11 bankruptcy documents. Bankruptcy filings made by Giuliani on Monday show he is facing at least 10 undecided lawsuits after being ordered to pay $148 million to former Georgia election workers Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman. Giuliani, however, did not dispute owing city gold $9,500 for overdrafting his checking account. (laughs) Giuliani said that his taxes and debts... He's writing hot checks again, Ma. (laughs) His uh, taxes and debts alone owed to governments totaled about $1 million. Sure, sure. So this is, once again, another guy getting too close to Donald Trump and getting burned in the process. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was under Trump's spell, but this is totally on Rudy. Rudy did this to Rudy. I would feel sorry for him, but I can't because he did this. Yeah. So uh, it could be argued that he got what he deserves or that he's getting what he deserves. I'm sure that this is and will be miserable for him. Mm-hmm. It could actually physically, medically kill him. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry about that, and yet he did this to himself. Right. So it's really hard to, to feel badly. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he chose to get yes. close to Donald Trump. That's right. Knowing, knowing, and any of these guys should know this, they uh, know what happens to people who get close to Donald Trump. They know, yeah. they know the Rick Wilson thing, everything Trump touches dies. That's a, it's common. We've seen 
myriad examples of that. And so maybe, but probably not, this should dissuade other people from getting close to Donald Trump. And this should dissuade people from attaching Donald Trump as steward of our economy once again. Please, for God's sake, get the message out that if Donald Trump wins next year, there are so many reasons why he would be a goddamn nightmare from day one. And the destruction of the American economy would be among those things. So uh, absolutely, nine months and, to and, go, yeah. And, and the lesson that Rudy and so many others have learned is when you kiss the ring, you kiss the ass. <laughs> it's despicable. Thank you, Rudy. Isn't okay. <laughs> Dark Brandon unleashed dun, dun, dun. right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Not the Beatles. This is our friend Dave Barrett and his uh, project Subred Lux. And a brand new single called Walking By. Hot off the presses right here. Dave presses these things, records them, mixes them, and fires them off immediately to me and Buzz. Amazing. Play them here. Yeah, link in the description to support Subred Lux and our friend Dave Barrett from the UK. Yeah. And, of course, bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. So grateful for all of our recording artists, our independent recording artists here on the show. Always. Yes. Uh, Dark Brandon Unleashed. So, uh, Joe, yeah, Joe Biden. <laughs> this is great. I'm just going to play these clips. Uh, so Kimberly's walking in. Does that, that mean no, Hi, Kimberly. no breaking news? No. Okay. All right. Hi. Okay, bye. Okay, uh, so uh, a couple of clips of Joe Biden unleashing all over Donald Trump here. These are great. So obviously, this is the messaging portion of the Joe Biden campaign really oh, yes. seriously ramping up. Oh, yeah. So this is uh, the president talking about how Donald Trump told Iowa to get over it right after they had a mass oh, shooting good. At, good uh, in Perry, Iowa. After yeah. a recent deadly shooting in Perry, Iowa, where two kids were killed, a sixth grader and a school principal. 
What did Trump say? It wasn't long ago. He said, they've got to get over it. They've got to get over it. Well, we're not going to get over it. We're going to stop it. <laughs> All right, that's great. I uh, I adjusted the levels a little bit because the first part of it, he was talking super quiet, you know, like he does that. And then suddenly he's like, we're not going to get over it. It's all about <laughs> so the I said, dynamics. Okay, I gotta, yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do a jump scare in the middle of the Joe Biden clip. He's the Cat Stevens of public speaking. <laughs> a little soft, a little loud. That's you know. right. And here's uh, Dark Brandon going after Donald Trump for being Herbert Hoover. Or I should say, not wanting to be Herbert Hoover and being Herbert Hoover anyway. So here we go. Trump also said, the one president he doesn't want to be like was Herbert Hoover. Donald, I got bad news for you, pal. It's too late. (laughs) You're one of only two presidents in American history, you and Herbert Hoover, who left office with fewer jobs than when you took office. Accurate. Herbert Hoover, yes. Donald Herbert Hoover Trump. (laughs) Hey, did you notice that uh, the president referred to Donald Trump as Donald? Yes. Which makes me wonder if our friend Mary Trump might be advising (laughs) the Joe Biden re-election campaign. Um, uh, Who who knows, but it's a a clever show of disrespect. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a a sly way to to diss him, (laughs) and and it probably gets under his skin. That would be my guess. And uh, it's great to hear uh, the president not only making these important points, but having fun with it, yeah. But but being able to ad lib, uh, even if it's a planned ad lib, mm-hmm. uh, being able to to, to ad lib something that, that that gets a laugh that that he says. I mean, if you listen to his voice, he's speaking in a very relaxed manner. Here's yeah. a guy who's very comfortable with what he's saying, mm-hmm. and uh, that's I think an important part of the messaging too. Uh, clearly, the campaign has begun. Uh, I, from what I'm hearing here, we're on the right track. Ha, oh, fuck, man. Uh, in just one day, two frontrunners for Donald Trump's next vice presidential pick <laughs> said they would not certify unfavorable election results. Sure. First, we have foosball figure J.D. Vance, who, uh-huh. yeah, again, looks like one of those little foosball guys. Right. And uh, Trump fluffer Elise Stefanik. Both right. said they would not certify unfavorable election results. Uh, J.D. Vance said, if I had been vice president, I would have told the states like Pennsylvania, Georgia, and so many others that we needed to have multiple slates of electors. And I think the U.S. Congress should have fought over it from there. That would be illegal, J.D. Vance. Senator J.D. Vance, you can't ask states to deliver multiple slates of electors. That's not how the process works. But the broader point of all of this is that it's not just Donald Trump who will unilaterally keep himself in office beyond his next term if he's elected. It will be Donald Trump's uh, fanboys and supporters in Congress who will facilitate that. Like Elise Stefanik, like J.D. Vance, they will come up with some pretext that, you know, they will try to interfere with the actual counting of the votes, and and that's one way he'll stay in office. All of the fascists, including those who uh, will now vote against uh, their dream border bill. Uh, These are the people who are willing to uh, go off the cliff with Thelma and Louise here. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, These are the people who are willing to 
uh, you know, walk the party off a cliff uh, because of Donald Trump. And uh, as we were speculating earlier, will they, <laughs> and I hate the terminology, will they pull out of this in time? <laughs> if Donald Trump loses, that's the only excuse they need. Right. So expect something crazy to occur after this election if Donald Trump loses. Expect something even crazier to occur if Donald Trump ends up winning. Yeah, and which we can't let it happen. But hey, the other thing to remember about Vance and Stefanik uh, here, by the way, and uh, by the way, it's hard to tell who wears more makeup. But, uh, <laughs> I the, the thing about these two is they are, and and uh, for that matter, uh, uh, the. They're competing to be vice president. They want right. to. These are these are people who will say anything. But but to your point, they will also do anything uh, to show fealty to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So whenever I bring this up, I always get people in my replies on Twitter and elsewhere going, uh-huh. uh, no, there's the Twenty Second Amendment, Bob. He can't stay in office beyond his next term <laughs> if he gets elected." And I say, "You haven't been paying attention because all you no. do, yeah, right? Just go look at." Project 2025, which, yeah, the planning for it is already underway. They are currently recruiting Trump loyalists to install into the federal government at every level, eliminating 50,000 jobs and replacing those current workers, career civil servants, with Donald Trump loyalists. This is actually happening. So how can Donald Trump stay in office beyond four years in violation of the aforementioned 22nd Amendment? Well, that process, that exact thing, who's going to then remove Donald Trump if the Department of Justice is put under direct control of the president and uh, bureaucrats in the DOJ, in federal law enforcement, are replaced with Donald Trump loyalists? Who's going to yank him out of office at the end of his next four years? So, meantime, on day one of his dictatorship, (laughs) Trump is going to reinstate Schedule F. Remember this term, Schedule yes. F, as in F-U. F-U. Uh-huh. It's an executive order he initially signed back in October 2020, which Joe Biden repealed on his third day in office. Right. And what that did, Schedule F removed civil service protections and made it possible for him to replace career government employees with loyalists. As I said, who, who are who being have, recruited right now? Exactly by the thousands. And by yeah. the way, uh, look up uh, Agenda Forty Seven too, because that's part of this. Uh, but but yeah, th- these things are absolutely real. Not only uh, do the plans exist in writing, and they're mm-hmm. uh, everything your worst imaginings can conjure. Uh, they have uh, recruited. They're already in in a, in, in motion. Yeah. Uh, the recruiting has begun and other plans are being laid. Republicans are ready to serve Donald Trump, uh, which is why we absolutely cannot sleep on this election because mm. not just the important, uh, most important one of your life, but maybe in the, the important, most important one in the life of this nation. I think... This is not seeping into the minds of a lot of voters, even if they've heard about it, because I think it gets chalked up as being just like conspiracy theory ranting from partisans or something like that. They're all the same. That's not what's happening here. This is a Heritage Foundation thing. This is a, a plan to install Donald Trump and to keep him in office 
indefinitely. That's the whole idea. That's the driving principle behind the entire Republican Party, such that it is. See also the disintegration of that party in order to prop up this one guy as the centerpiece of this entire uh, political movement. That so. which so many write off as politics is actually a, a, a stand against a very real fascism. It's yeah. in black and white, and the plans are in motion. They are telegraphing this whole thing. This is not a, a great mystery. They're saying it. Donald Trump is saying it in his rallies. It's There's a website for Project 2025. You can look up everything they plan to do with this thing. It's there in black and white. It is not a conspiracy theory. It is actually happening. And we're only covering one aspect or a couple of aspects of it. The elimination of all these jobs, replacing with uh, Trump loyalists and bringing the Department of Justice under the direct control of the president. And by the way, the Department of Justice includes the U.S. Marshals Service. I keep repeating this, but it's, it's something that we need to remember and repeat that it would be ostensibly the U.S. Marshals who would yank Donald Trump out of office at the end of his term if he decided not to leave, but that's not going to happen if it's loaded with Donald Trump loyalists who will do right. whatever he asks them to do. So get ready, hang on tight, make sure the message gets out, not only about the success of the Biden economy, but in terms of the colossal disaster that the Trump dictatorship would end up being. The question is, do voters care? That's right. Seriously. Seriously. And we have to make them care. Nine right. months to go. Nine right. months to go. Yeah. How, how many days did I say before the... 2024 election. I don't know. We'll we go have to the tape. 273 days to get the word out. Do it, do it, do it. Okay. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show to listen to the Shadow Docket. That's up next. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.